0: There were
1: palm trees on 495 I wish there were
0: palm trees Welcome to the 495 Podcast brought to you by Greater Long Island Media Group. This is your host Michael White and with me as always is Nick Esposito. We're here with Andrew Preston, the founder of Local to to Locals and Joe Abruzzo, uh, co-founder of uh, W.A. Meadworks in (laughs)
1: Lindenhurst. Nailed it. Nailed it. Got it right first time.
0: (laughs) This is, is going to be a great show. We got a lot of uh, a lot of educating to do today. A lot of educating to do today, and we're going to learn about a lot of interesting things. But I don't want to give away the store. It helps that I didn't do my homework for this show. because <laughs> I wouldn't know how to give away the store if I like wanted to. Like you said, on the fly. <laughs> but honestly, I didn't want to. I honestly didn't want to, Andrew. Um, look too much into this because I want to kind of. Discover more about what you do, uh, you know, as the show goes on. And, Joe, we've, we've been to W.A. Meadworks already, and that place is fantastic. Thank you. You could read about it on uh, greaterbabylon.com. Just do a search for W.A. Meadworks. Google them, Facebook them, tag them on Instagram. Visit them. and uh, Yeah, and if you don't know what mead is, you're about to find out. Uh, the genesis of this whole thing.
1: What is local to locals? Well, first off, you said local locals? Can we start drinking yet? Can, okay. we, open, can we open up some yeah, mead? Yeah. Yes. We got to open up the mead. All right, yeah. so we we we, you, we can do all this at the same time. So, uh,
2: yeah. So first and foremost, appreciate you guys having me on here and uh, allowing uh, Joe to uh, nice. attend. He's making me thirstier by the second as he's opening that uh, that mead. So yeah, essentially, what local to locals is—it's a—the logo itself is a certification mark, uh, familiar certification marks to most people, is non-GMO, USDA organic, in the brewing industry, the Independent Brewers Association seal. So, what this tells a consumer is that either a manufacturer, Cheers, uh, be it a donut place, be it a brewery, be it a meadery, a winery, is independently owned and operated. Local news organization. Local news organizations, we could do that too. Um, <laughs> or a retailer, whether it be a beer distributor, a bar, or a restaurant, is independently owned and operated. And if it's ever on a product, whether it's on a can or a, a unique tap handle adapter piece, both conditions are present. So, when you're supporting this logo, when you're supporting the, the places or you're supporting the product uh you can be confident that the money from that you're spending is staying at home in the community
0: very nice and um andrew could you tell us a little bit about uh about your background and how this all you know came to be
2: yeah, absolutely. So I uh, I'm, I actually own a beer distributor in Hicksville. Uh, I've been in the business for over seven years now, uh, which is a little crazy. I'm only 30 and that kind of shocks me. But uh, I had a unique opportunity to buy a business. And one of the appealing parts of Hicksville specifically was that there wasn't really craft beer in the store. Craft beer at the time was Sierra Nevada, Sam Adams, Goose Island. Uh, so that was a unique opportunity for me to step in. Pete's Wicked Ale. Pete's Wicked Ale. Back in the day, <laughs> So I'm myself. I'm I I almost so 40. The strawberry blonde.
1: <laughs> I used to drink that before I was really allowed to drink that. Yeah. It's yeah, Same thing.
2: Uh, yeah, so, so I've been fortunate enough to do that and have a, a pretty successful career. And it's one of those things. Uh, part of what launched this is breweries in New York and local businesses face very similar struggles. Uh, Joe has to, from Meadworks has to compete in a marketplace where there's a thousand different brands that are sold on Long Island that aren't even from the state. Vice versa, uh, we have to, as a retailer or as a bar restaurant have to compete in a marketplace where there's a new corporation opening up on every other block uh, that. It, threatens your livelihood of, uh, of a business. And
3: just to segue to, to Joe, I mean, in addition to fighting with all these brands and all of this share in the marketplace, uh, there's an education process going on with, with mead itself. You're the only operating meadery on Long Island. So if you want to just kind of like take the helm and even explain what it is to people who don't even know.
1: Okay. So uh, for those who don't know what mead is, it's a form of wine made from the base fermentable sugar. Uh, Is Our base fermental sugar is honey. So, like all alcohol, to make alcohol, you need sugar. Where beer, the the, the base sugar comes from malt. Uh, Regular grape wine, the sugar comes from pressed grapes. So, our main sugar component is honey. And then from there, we could design recipes um, anywhere from 3% up, up to 25%. And, f- and and within that we could do any any sort of sweetness level from super sweet dessert sweetness to dryness, so it's a very versatile product right now. And you can carbonate it too, right? You can. That's that's what this is right now. It's a this yeah, right this, this particular one here is um it was all tangerine dream. It's my biggie smallest reference. <laughs> um, it's a 5.2 percent tangerine tangerine mead with lactose. So we use lactose sometimes. Um, because it's popular in the beer in the beer world, it's more of like our milkshake style meads. Um, it's delicious. It's it, awesome. I I think it's pretty good. I like it. Thank when, you. When we wrote about the
3: stars, you guys, you laid out the gambit of just all of your yeah. different. We I had the peanut butter and jelly one, right? Mm-hmm. That one you, is you, awesome. Well, that's,
1: you get for, that's you get for showing up. You have to taste everything. Yeah, that's, awesome.
2: that's part of my education. <laughs> if you write yeah, an article about them, I'll give you the goods. Yeah, if
1: you want to come write an article? I'll give you all the I'll give you all the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to at least know what you, know what you're writing about.
2: Yeah. when you, so you guys came. I had to let either. you guys know what. Give you a little bit of education, let
1: you know we, and let you taste what we make, so you yeah, understand yeah. it a little better. So uh, tell us about the
0: uh, the tasting room and uh, the brewing operation there. What do you call it? A disti- what well, no, winery. we're a full tasting
1: room. We're winery. Yeah. We're technically we have a full wi- we're we're a fully bonded winery. So therefore we don't we're we we have a different license than all the breweries around mm-hmm. here. So our license is a lot closer mm-hmm. to any of the licenses on the North Fork, and those wineries than it is to any brewery. Was that tougher to get? Did people um, know what to make of it? No, it was actually. I mean,
0: fairly easy, uh, for the most part. That means you got ag and markets on your side. That always helps. Yeah.
1: yeah, we um, we actually got super lucky. We we got contacted a guy named John Springer who does a lot of that TTB work for you for a very nominal fee. It's one of the best, some of the best money we spent, Actually, six three one five five five. Oh, well, <laughs> I, I look at my phone. I can give I, I can give everyone everyone who wants to deal with liquor licenses and TTBs. i and also I can get John's this guy John very Springer's cool, number. Very cool. He's at a port Jeff, but. Like, I was. Eat. I mean, he did all. He did all. He did all work for us. Awesome. And when did you guys open up? And how how
0: have things been uh, at the meadery ever since?
1: We took we took the space over March first. We opened our door September eighth. We've been open five and a half months now. It's crazy. It's been
2: already ready to expand.
1: Already ready to expand. We've actually already ordered three new tanks, three bigger tanks to be able to make bigger batches of draft style meads and to be able to get our stuff out there to bars and restaurants and... Build out
2: the tasting room.
1: Built, yes. We expanded the tasting room. Made the tasting room a little bigger. Um, Good thing you're here because he wouldn't know what to say. <laughs> well, I was getting to that. Jeez. Um, Part of my job is to help promote these guys. Yeah, so. He's Andrew does a great job promoting all the local businesses that are involved with Locals Locals. It's really, really awesome. But as a whole, we've been... We sur- we surpassed our first four months sales numbers that w- by 55%. Wow. We've just been... I don't know. I'm like I'm, kinda, yourself, I'm I'm almost right? I'm almost dumbfounded by wow. right now to uh, as busy as we've been, and how awesome it's been for people
2: that don't know what we really do. And it's January and February, and in the beverage industry, if you, if you're up, anything that, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's we, a positive. Yeah,
1: we February February hasn't been a, we haven't really hit a slow month yet. Now so what's, that's
0: good. What's a Friday happy hour look like over at uh, Wa Meadworks?
1: what's, some, a, what's so, a scene like? Is the scene like? Sometimes before? we're a, we're a slower starter, mm-hmm. so like we open at three because I'm usually there working all day. Um, but come 5:36 o'clock we start to fill in like we're, we we started to do food trucks um 6 6:37 o'clock like there could be 35 people in there it could be completely pa- packed awesome. and 35 40 people for us is a lot you guys have seen the tasting room yeah. that's why we
2: had to rip. Oh, we had to expand it um, are they going to allow you to do like outdoor patio seating Yeah we there? told
1: the, we talked to the village the village is going to allow us to do outdoor seating awesome. come the, come the summertime we have a few other little tricks up our sleeves too frozen mead machines and... Awesome.
2: Don't, don't give them all out there. Yeah, I know.
1: But <laughs> you got to definitely reach out to us and we'll definitely write about it. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, so That's check. a news story. Yeah,
3: so reach out to us and we'll be, it'll be on greaterbabylon.com. Perfect. we we'll definitely reach out to you guys. So, all right. So, you've been thriving in Lindenhurst. When did you kind of team up uh, with Andrew here and you joined ship with the Local to Locals?
1: Um, about a month ago, uh, Andrew, Andrew popped in, talked to us, and a lot of my friends are brewery, brewery owners and for example Dubco um, I've been friends with those guys for jeez forever when they were home brewing in West Islip and once they got involved with it I started talking to Chris Chris and Brad and they were super pumped on it so it didn't didn't, ta- didn't take much to sell me on it after that I reached out me and Andrew, t- Andrew talked and we jumped on board so you were a homebrewer before you got it. you were brewing beer before you were... no I've actually never brewed a beer okay but your partner has besides to with Dubco yeah well yeah okay. that oh, beer yeah. will be out soon we'll discuss that a little later sounds great um, no, my buddies used to bring beers, and I used to just bring beers. I was I was,
2: <laughs> I was really good at- and drank a lot
1: of them. I was really good at bringing beer over because I've been the I've been in craft beer for a long time. Like my first job, all of, every single job I've had
2: since I was 16 years old revolved around alcohol, every single one. And how did you get the first job? Did it have anything to do with uh, patroning a place? That no, much? no,
1: no, no, no. I was I was a high school kid, and I worked at a beer distributor, and a lot of high school kids worked at that beer distributor. But I I ended up spending almost six years there and learning a lot that, about beer. That was
2: Islip Cold Beer, right? Yeah, Islip
1: Cold Beer. Bobby, Harry, been there Harry, Bobby. Where are you from, Joe? Again? I'm from
0: Islip. Okay. Yeah, a bunch of my friends worked through, uh, in North Babylon at the beer district. Superstar. Director. Yeah, Superstar Beverage. Um,
1: yeah, they worked there Before Islip. Probably before before Neil. This did. is the '90s. Yeah, probably before Neil. Yeah. Um, wow, that's.
0: Uh, so you guys have that in common, too, the uh, beer distributor background yep. as well. Beer distributor. Speak each
1: other's language. Craft beer bars. Uh, I have beer hoarding. Beer hoarding? That's yeah. beer, beer cellaring. Beer, beer show. cellaring. I'm at this point. I'm kind of a hoarder now. <laughs> so, um, now do you drink more mead or uh, beer now? I drink a, I drink a fair amount of mead. Uh, I, I'm in a bunch of mead clubs because, I obviously, I joined for R&D purposes see what else is out there because not a lot of exists around here. You just want to write stuff off. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I can. <laughs> now when, when I first started, I spent a ton of money on Um I drink a fair amount of beer also too because, yeah. I mean, sometimes you have... You got to keep it real. Four right? or five. Got to go back to my roots, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: shoot, Andrew, I had a good question for you. Oh, so what happened to the beer ball? You said they don't do that anymore.
2: Uh, it, I've always had those questions, and in my time in the industry, I've yet to ever see a beer ball. So I, I want to see a beer ball, but I've, I've only heard yeah. of them in, uh, in, in mystery. So. They're usually near the nitrous tanks. Yeah, no, we we never got the opportunity to sell those things. We're, yeah, do we're doing slim kegs now. So. Yeah, I guess
1: they were around. The, they were eighth of a keg, I guess, and they were an orange. I think they, think they were three and through. I think they were three and a half gallons. We had them when I worked when I worked at Ice Cold Beer in uh 1996. Like that was like almost like I feel like that was almost like the tail end of them. They yeah, were in pl- about They started right, right. to f- like fade away after that point.
2: And if those were three and a half gallon slim kegs, now are five gallons. So I think that's yeah, kind They were something it. like
1: that, or, or three. They were three gallons or three cases. Three cases kind of rings a bell. Maybe right? I think yeah. it was three, three and a half cases or something like yeah, that. Yeah. It was. Get some and you get life. that weird tap that you have yeah. to like break <laughs> it into it. They, they make they make kegs like that just now. Like I saw an engine before. We're, we got a bunch of um, disposable kegs that we're gonna start using, that are. I feel like they're very similar to what, to those plastic kegs, gotcha. except they're just not round. Look up beer balls on the
0: computer. See, this. Let's see what happens. What about the mini kegs? Those were trending too in the early two thousands.
2: Uh, yeah, Heineken came out with those real, the little five liter Heineken. kegs. No, I, uh, I, no I, I think. But unfortunately, they. Dinkelacker.
1: Like yeah, yeah I got but first. then
2: Heineken came out the one where you could actually carbonate it, and oh. they had a patent on it, and nobody else was allowed to use it. Yeah, so, right. so. it was well, like
1: an old lady perfume like <laughs> <behind> <laughs> bottle, you know? Yeah. Well, Dink- Lacker Dink-a-Lak- the had ball. them, but you had—they didn't <laughs> like that. N- now they had the taps that come out. Yeah. These you had to get the taps for and like lay them sideways. Yes, you had to lay them sideways. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It was a, there was a weird and like we when I worked to in the mission we had them and like you would always lose the taps so like someone wanted to buy them and you couldn't find the tap. Like oh sorry, <laughs> can't sell this to you. Can't get the beer. Can't get the beer out
0: of yeah, it. Yeah, we used to get them at Big Z Beverages in Elwood. That was the only place that sold uh, Mickey's malt liquor too. Me and my buddies Used to drink Mickey's. Just because we like like, Thought it was cool We tried it later on And we had a reunion Like we're drinking Mickey's tonight It was and not the same It was not <laughs> the same My one buddy was like Hating on me Because I was I, I didn't like it anymore I'm like I can't I can't apologize for that <laughs> This stuff is gross Yeah but, but we did get the Mickey's tattoos on our shoulders. The it's Mickey Mouse tattoo? No, it's like a Hornet on the top of the Mickey, Mickey's. It's, a real, yeah, yeah. it's a real bro
1: tattoo. Yeah, yeah, that's dedication. Yeah, yeah. Dedication to a brand. Yeah. Yeah. brand frat, ab- frat life. life. <laughs> a little weird. Brand, brand ambassador.
3: <laughs> so, Joe, you, you've you been collaborating with the breweries. You, you kind of mentioned it before. Dubco, you're oh. doing a beer with. Uh, but uh, breweries are starting to
1: take you on tap, right? Yeah, so um, right now we pretty much have a permanent line at House Brewery. Paul's a very good friend of mine. A very good friend of the community, Paul the brewmaster. Paul brewmaster, yeah, Paul Cosmic. So and what we do, so what we did so far with him on top of him having the keg there, we did our first barrel aged mead, which we released about a month two a month and a half ago, uh, a sweet cherry mead aged in a fresh rye barrel. From there, he, Paul did a collaboration with Steve at Barrage, and they did a they did a honey rye porter. On Paul's first visit to the to the meadery, he saw that the barrel was empty and was like, "Hey, what are you doing with that barrel?" So he actually took the barrel and pulled off 30 gallons of their honey rye porter collaboration and aged their beer. We're going to have to tape Joe's hand to the, <laughs> yeah. to the arm of <laughs> that. He gets excited. I, 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 hey! <laughs> how, no it's okay. Um, going, they, they took 30 gallons of that and aged their beer in our barrel. Awesome. That should be out of that barrel soon, in the next couple of weeks. Then we're going to re—the three of us are going to do another collaboration— to make something to go back into that barrel
0: oh awesome when is the like release date on that you think
1: um we don't know when to attend but i know we're going to have a cask of it at the at the blueprint cast festival
0: oh, nice they're gonna be having that right here that's about two weeks before they open in yeah. april yeah yeah i
3: was just there uh yesterday i mean people listening to this six months from now but uh february 13th the day before valentine's day I was at the Blue Point Brewery, and mm. place is amazing.
1: That's great. Uh, so it's place great. place is amazing, yeah. really.
3: It's, it's going to be an awesome place. Uh, I was talking to him off mic. I'm like, this is going to be like a, you know, a tourist destination. Like, people from all around are going to want to take a train mm-hmm. out.
2: That's so. why they're really advocating for a hotel down here to, yeah. to be built.
0: Yeah, I mm-hmm. think AB envisions this like a Sam Adams. Bre- like when you go to Boston, you visit Sam yeah. Adams. I think they want to capture that audience and bring them out on trains to uh, mm. to visit the Blue Point mm-hmm. Brewery. Here. Yeah. And it's a mm. We could hit a golf ball. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I couldn't hit a golf but, ball. But go,
2: go, going back to what uh, Joe was just mentioning about working with Brick House, working with uh, Barrage, that's one of the biggest mm-hmm. things that I'm looking to do also is just network these guys so they could work with one another, showcase one another, yeah. cross promote one another. Um, so he's doing a beer with Dubco right now. Uh, Jimmy and Kelly from North Fork Donut Company, who were supposed to be on the show, they got a little busy with Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. Uh, they just recently did a Homer Simpson-inspired beer with That's Destination awesome. Unknown also. It's a strawberry-frosted donut milkshake IPA set to, set to release to February 21st, uh, mm-hmm. That, that <laughs> roughly that week. Um, and then, yeah, it's just... A lot of what we do is just trying to help bring awareness to these guys. Uh, we, We talked a little bit before the show. Uh, breweries like Greenport Harbor, or Oyster Bay, uh, they're named after a town so if you have a positive association with that town, you're more likely to grab that product. Mm. Whereas W.A. Meadworks, uh, Destination Unknown, Spider Bite, Barrier, uh, Brewers Collective, to the average consumer, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. But now this is a way, if you see the logo, you can easily identify that a brand is local. Now start doing your own research, whether it be on the can, based on style, and then you you go home, you're in you enjoy the product, then uh, if you go anywhere else and see it in a corporate store, then you buy in and support that.
3: And is that your pitch when you go in and you knock on these doors, like at W A Meadworks and other local places? Is that your pitch when you you know, you go to these places?
2: It, it's it's definitely part of it. It's part of it is bringing more awareness to you, but then the other part is just networking. And uh, the same reason we all ask people to support us is because we're a local business. Now try giving back and. So bars and restaurants that it launched in were looking a verbal commitment of 25% of their draft lines to be New York State-based products. Uh, and that doesn't seem like a lot, and I haven't verified this statistic, but I've been told it by multiple people. In New York State, only 6% of draft lines are New York State-based products, where if you go to a state like Vermont, over 60% are wow. Vermont-based products. Yeah. So this is just a way for, for everybody to work with one another.
0: Awesome. And how many um, how many, you know, Actually, I have two questions for you. That's sure. what I want to ask you before. The independent brewer's label. Yep. Uh, how is that different from what you're doing? If you could just educate us on that.
2: That just certifies that a brewery is independently owned and operated. They Not have this. a little bit different stipulations uh, than I may have. Uh, specifically for me, you can't be a publicly traded company and uh, qualify for that seal. There is a brewery outside of the state that is a publicly traded company and qualifies for it and it does nothing to protect or showcase the retailers and the the, the brewery uh, the restaurants so part of me is really trying to protect the retailer aspect of it the restaurant aspect of it the bar aspect but at the same time help bring more awareness and relevance to the breweries at the same time
0: now, what are, what are the requirements? What are the stipulations to, to, uh, to get a local-to-locals um, logo in, on you?
2: Yeah, uh, there, there's a bunch. There's different ones for manufacturers or retailers, but the gist of it is independently owned and operated. If you're a manufacturer, you must be producing the goods within the state. You're not a publicly traded company. Uh, you're not a franchise. Uh, there, there's, a, there's a bunch of different ones. And how many tattoos have people gotten? Uh, zero. We're, 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 not, we're not that big yet. Well, Mike has that a, you a right know arm. of.
3: Yeah, Mike has a right arm that doesn't <laughs> have, a have a tattoo. right <laughs> shoulder
0: that needs uh, something. But then if we go publicly traded, I'll have to get it removed. <laughs> so put a unicorn
1: over it or something. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe by that point, there'd be a local it's a local... Tattoo removal. Yeah. <laughs> I, locally, I, I locally removed stupid tattoos.
2: Well, well, I guess if you're branding yourself, as long as you stay living in the state of New York, you're local to New York. Yeah, you know, so. yeah if you leave
1: New York, you're, that has to be removed. Yeah, exactly. Maybe like a like, like gang. You just to sort of cut it off. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, now, <clears throat> you know, Long Island Brewery, for instance, before they found their spot in Riverhead, used to brew uh, a portion of their beer in Connecticut um correct that have disqualified them at the time uh
2: specific connecticut yes spider bite actually is a perfect example of this spider bite uh has three of their beers that are brewed in massachusetts i believe Mm -hmm. uh but if they're going to use the logo on a product, they just have to either brew it out of their own facility, which is too small to support this program and what we're doing. Uh, so when he brewed this chocolate coconut porter, he brewed it at Great South Bay. So as long as the contract is done within the state of New York, you're allowed to use the logo for that okay, specific Okay, so
0: Spider Bite could have some beers with the local-to-locals logo and some without Cor- it. Correct. Interesting. So what
3: has the response been like from not your people that have partnered with you, but from the average folks just, you know, shopping around, have you gotten a response from them?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've had some people reach out to me. Uh, everything's been through word of mouth right now. Uh, just launching at the restaurant Coastal in Bayshore, we did a charity tap takeover, uh, kind of make it a little bit more unique than the standard tap takeover. Uh, every brewery chose a local charity of their choice, and for every beer sold that night, Anthony donated a dollar. The breweries had the option to match it. There were raffles, happened to be on the night it snowed in november uh and we were still oh, able now to raise weird. over two thousand dollars that night
1: yeah that was like th- it was like a foot in the like bru- that night was brutal it took me an hour to drive
0: 12 miles that
2: night Be- because of that event because of his restaurants uh having the logo having the adapter pieces over 24 restaurants have joined um and it's very and like i said on social media i have people reach out to me every single day and and ask questions about what it's about, and it's just I'm I'm a one man show running around doing podcasts, meeting with breweries, meeting with restaurants, and it's it, it's been fun though. The, the huge part for me is finding about finding out about all these places and seeing how they first started. I can't wait to Meadworks is ready to expand into a bigger location, so at least I know how he first started.
3: Mm. Yeah. And what's the long game for you? Like, what, what is like the the best case scenario for you you and the company in ten years from now,
2: or something uh, that like that? That it's a it's a statewide recognized logo and if it ever gets really big because like i said it works on a state-by-state basis if i could prove its concept in new york it would be a a, a worldwide recognized logo but uh, i'm not thinking that far ahead my goal is just to build the network and th- the ideas i have are plentiful it's uh, it, and then we got to start giving back to the consumers that are supporting it whether it be through a loyalty card program a discount program and it, but everything in life costs money so we're we're little by little attacking it
0: and when are you going to go public
2: uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we, is, is this
1: public right now
0: yeah public public podcast public,
1: yeah. uh so tell us about these
2: so, yeah, this is a unique— Good
0: for radio, Mike. The uh, radio people can't see, but I'm, I'm holding up a
2: But if you go Facebook cube. Live, there's a cube that now these local breweries that have been certified by me have the ability to use it, and I, I sell those directly into the restaurants. That's part of their 25% commitment. They are allowed to showcase these breweries, and nobody from out of state could qualify for this adapter piece. So right off the bat, if you have— Ten draft lines, and you're committing three to these local breweries. You're going to stand out from a crowded field.
0: So you put this cube on top of your,
2: your On the, then their tap the handle, handle piece goes on top of that. Then we give the cool. them three menus to help describe the logo and what it really is. And uh, there's also some people within the state that may not be able to qualify. This is brilliant. Who who came up with this? Was this you? This was me. Yes. Oh, uh, I wish it was patentable. I could have. Ma- that's where I could have made a lot of money. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah.
3: so you know, when you decided to, you already had your full-time business that you run in Hicksville. Where people like, you crazy
2: to try and do this? this crazy. Pe- people call me crazy all the time. People call me crazy when I bought a store when I was 23 years old. So uh, it's turned out pretty well, though. To me, if you're passionate about something, you believe in something, you want to work hard at something, anything is possible. Uh, it, it's again this this is not a money grab this is this is a passion project for me uh also part of the commitment is 10 percent of revenues not profits revenues get given back to local charities or small business initiatives throughout the state uh just last year we mentioned that tap takeover that was over two thousand dollars and we also contributed five hundred dollars to the new york state craft brewers association to give back to them and become an allied member and five hundred dollars to the new york state association of beverage center because that's where it launched each Year we'll see where the support is coming from. If it's a lot of Bayshore restaurants, we're going to give back to Bayshore. We're going to do whatever we can.
3: So I'm kind of interested to learning like the kind of the beginning steps because like you know obviously you go to a supermarket and you see the GMO free or the you know you know all those other labels like how do you um you know how did what's the first step into getting involved on your end to try and make your own label and this whole concept
2: calling a lawyer <laughs> 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 um, no uh, first was coming up with a logo uh, yeah, i guess the concept the, the yeah. concept luckily i have a, a my brother's does graphic design and he's uh, into that so he was fortunate enough to do it uh he doesn't do anything for free even <laughs> but uh, uh, you try to take care of him younger brother so give him, give him some mead yeah now, now i'm gonna i did i bartered with him so What's Uh, this other stuff here too?
1: You uh, you ready to open another one as you talk? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh,
2: But yeah, so it was first coming up with the design. As that was kind of happening, we we continued to develop the concept. And I could tell you, I had no idea what I was doing. The, The the first brewery I met with with just an idea, not even thinking about this yet happened to be Bluepoint, and now Bluepoint can't specifically qualify for it because <laughs> of their A-B ownership. But after meeting with other... And look, with the whole Bluepoint thing, this is not a knock on them. I tell people all the time, if you're gonna support a corporate line, if you're gonna support a corporate business on Long Island, it absolutely should be Bluepoint because they still create a ton of jobs. Like you said, the brewery is still gonna draw a ton of tourists into the town to spend money and then hopefully spill over onto Main Street. But for what we're doing... they just don't qualify and for me if you don't qualify for this logo most likely means you you probably already made it already (laughs) and 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 if you do qualify for it and then one day don't that means i did my job i like that so i I, I hope joe sells out for a couple million dollars and uh and he could thank me one day yeah
0: no kickbacks necessary logo removal parties yeah Yeah. uh
1: (laughs) cheers guys
2: cheers and then, yeah, it was uh, calling a lawyer and learning the whole trademark process and then learning about a certification mark is even more complicated than just a generic trademark. But Quick, quick intermission. Joe, what did you just pour for yeah, us? Yeah, you Let have to tell in. us what
0: we're drinking here.
1: Uh, this is our Minternach, which in German translates basically the midnight. It's our standard strength, 14.5% black currant mead. Finished on French Oak.
0: This is what I liked when I was in London. Yeah, this stuff is good. But this I is li- my favorite. Li-
2: little
1: higher ABV. This is this lit. One. This is my favorite. This is lit. I told you were about. To say. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah.
2: I'm too old for that
1: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> lit. <laughs> I think that's what the kids are saying nowadays. Um,
2: Biggie Smalls reference. Beats headphones.
0: In the 90s, I was shocked that it came back. What? what? We just say lit
1: in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. mint. Mint was Very well, mint popular. Mint's awesome. I'm, I'm gonna try to bring that back. Yeah, let's
0: bring mint back. Yeah. If
1: you hear it, this we is maybe we can start with a mint mead uh, that's mint. recipe recipe that's mint.
0: that's mint that could be the name dope of it. i like dope well you can't
1: put dope in your mead <laughs> no, no.
0: Not, not yet maybe next year yeah so. we're getting there it's getting
1: there um but this is one of our original homebrew homebrew recipes that's been tweaked a bit so i like this one a lot it's awesome this is closely we do to a red, to a, like a, a standard red wine but with the tartness and the acidity of the black currant. and what's the alcohol on it uh 14 and a half wow all right Back to you, Andrew. So, how many people do you have uh, in total? A part
3: of the membership that that, that sport the the L, yeah, local, local uh,
2: Right bit. now, there's over sixty plus beer stores uh, spread out across the island. Kind of how it all started to bring awareness to them. Uh, it's up to I believe thirteen or fourteen breweries, meteries, manufacturers, and I believe it's roughly twenty four restaurants right now. Uh, we just we're, we're trying to meet with people as often as possible. I, I stopped at. Uh, Two days ago, I did a Beer Sessions radio podcast, and we met with, prior to that, uh, fifth, uh, sorry five boroughs brewing company in braven in in brooklyn so technically try to expand our reach over there and then it's going to be at a point there's going to be too many breweries signed up and not enough restaurants then we got to get more restaurants signed up and just trying to find that balance
3: like you said it's kind of word to mouth too so has it been a steady growth or has it been exponential like once you all these guys start talking about it like you know other breweries just like say you know you got to talk to andrew is that kind of how it
2: yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's. It's. I would be honest. It's not growing as fast as I thought it would. But at the same time, it has been all through word of mouth due to my obligations to my paying job. Uh, but it's also once the restaurant aspect happened, it it, it kind of took off a little bit faster than I expected. Now you're
0: a lot more visible at the tap. Lines,
2: yes, right? uh, and that goes back to the thing. In, in, on Long Island, there's a hundred be- uh, beer distributors in New York State. There's three hundred fifty. Uh, Bars and restaurants, there's 2,500 just on Long Island. And somebody told me there's like 30,000 in the five boroughs. So there's a lot more avenue for reach there. And how many news organizations have signed up? For? <laughs> we're, we're waiting for your first sponsorship. But maybe we'll, we'll barter the old barter system. <laughs> the old barter system. That <laughs> sounds man. good.
0: Would news, they qualify. Are they publicly traded.
2: Uh, I don't. I would have to dig in. That's part of the, part of my job is doing the research yeah, and yeah. seeing who owns them, where where they're located, where yeah, where.
3: Well, News Twelve wouldn't be because they're owned by a French company. Yeah, they are. Yeah, Altice, right? Yeah. So we could be Long Island's only. Locally independently,
0: owned. locally owned media organization.
3: That's associated just with t- t- you
2: Until you do uh, Greater Hoboken, and then I got <laughs> yeah, yeah, to nick you. Out, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll just do that under the radar for a while. Yeah, just a uh, separate <laughs> LLC.
0: <laughs> we'll have Benny run it. But I thought you were leaning in. We're huh. sharing a mic today, so if you... If you hear us knock heads, that's, that's what's happening. Yeah. Well, it's
3: Valentine's Day, so Mike likes to be
0: close to me on <laughs> Valentine's
1: Day. It's ador- it is adorable, guys. Every, every
0: Valentine's Day. <laughs>
3: I
1: to I everyone like to that can't see them me. sitting close to each other, it's really nice. <laughs>
2: and for people only listening, they're interlocking their uh, forearms and drinking out of the opposite <laughs> cup. So. There's it's a lot
1: of romance going here, and going on here in this podcast. Well, well, speaking of Valentine's Day, you guys do anything
3: special today? People that are watching on the Facebook Live?
1: Uh not we're, we're just opening a four at the pro either prolong our open opening uh time an hour today to be here so, so so we owe you an hour yeah you don't owe me anything <laughs> I, he I, he I, doesn't I, know his labor
2: cost yet, so you're good. It's yeah. free. <laughs> yeah, it's free. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. know, I don't know what my real value is. So you guys are on the, you guys are real yeah, lucky right nice. now. Uh, me, my my wife and I schedule uh, didn't work out as well today, so we actually did a Valentine's Day breakfast at Toast Coffee House in Port Jefferson. Oh nice. Uh, she got home to nice flowers delivered by uh, Nectar and Bloom, a local florist uh, that just recently started shop on Long Island. And then now I'm here and headed to work after this. That's where the assistant works out real well yeah (laughs) trade you Uh, sour
1: trade you sour beer (laughs) for flowers
0: (laughs) (laughs) and you're right you're in uh, Mount Sinai right
2: yep I live in Mount Sinai
0: we cover that our greater Port Jefferson site covers Mount Sinai Miller place Rocky Point Coram, Port Jefferson Stony Brook Setauket East Setauket South Setauket and all those little villages Expanding by the day By the day We're taking over Yeah, It's like a disease <laughs>
1: <laughs> A good disease right? It's like we're a great great we, Yeah, we're gonna... <laughs> The disease you want
2: <laughs> That doesn't make sense I mean who really wants a disease If he's making money doing it I'm sure he wants that yeah. uh, I guess that that could go two ways so I'd yeah. take
0: that back The only prescription is more cowbell, Joe. Joe,
1: so well, where are you, how you from? from or or well, do... well, mead's got honey in it and honey is like good for health, so you should just drink this. Yeah, just drink. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, I heard that somewhere. So yeah, the health benefits, antioxidants,
0: um, holistic healing aspects to mead, anything you know. The, Lots uh, of fruit.
1: Uh, uh-huh. so much fruit in there. It's a ton of black in this water. Very cool. So if you're not into fruit or veggies, you could just drink mead. Yeah, honey wine. Yeah. yeah I mean, if you don't like black currants, you could just drink wine, uh, honey water. And yeast—that's what the other one is. Wow! So when, so
3: when I wrote the story about you guys opening, I was doing a little research about mead in itself, and I'm just curious to know what you know about its history because there's some expansive, long history that's to deal with. With me, can we get into that a little uh, bit? If
1: you want, I mean, there's, there's so much. I mean, it's like it's, in ancient China, in China, Nordic. Uh, that's what like, that's like, where, oh, the, that's, oh, where it. that's where they seem to have found it. Um, but people people see a lot of it. Um, in the in the, the Nordic countries, yeah. that's where like the whole Viking thing comes yeah. into play. And then Budweiser, no, uh, Bud uh, Dilly like, Dilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They've been making fun of us for a while. Which no, is, no wait, corn wait, wait, syrup. So yeah. which I mean, honestly, the whole Dilly Dilly thing has been like the best free marketing we could ever ask for. So I've seen the commercials. They mentioned meat in there. Well, the yeah. first the, fir- the whole Dilly Dilly thing started with like, I
2: with, with the first that one with that yeah,
1: <laughs> that whole thing was an autumnal meat. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a meat. Our pumpkin meat was called is that autumnal. <laughs> um that whole thing was free advertising for us i think because ab and bev have mentioned it i feel like they think it's a real thing yeah. like i feel like they wouldn't they would never bring anything up that they don't think is an upcoming thing or something that's worth mentioning sure sure we're pretty fast we're pretty fast growing um craft alcohol one of the fastest growing there's like 500 in the country now they generally gr- grow pr- Are we're growing pretty fast
0: so in the dilly dilly commercials the first one they were giving out Bud Lights to yeah. everyone and the one guy requested something offbeat. and what was it? It was a mead. That was what he was asking.
3: It was a mead.
1: That that's that's whole that's whole that's whole whole dilly dilly thing started. They're <laughs> making fun of mead. Awesome. Yeah, you can't buy publicity yeah. like that. No,
3: you can't no way. Yeah. No, you should make like a spin-off one.
1: Not now now that we are... Uh, well we have so we have our pit we have our pit of misery series, which is our lactose AB low A B V stuff that we originally did as homebrewers um, for the Blue Cast Festival. <laughs> When we we're in uh, with our homebrew club, LIBMA, the Long Island Beer and Malt Enthusiasts, um, and we did a sweet tart char- cherry um, mead with lactose in our cask, and we called it the cherry pit of misery when those commercials just first started. Since it was at Blue Point, we we're like, let's call it the cherry That's pit true. of misery.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna be back at the KSKL Festival
1: Yeah, we're doing it as a as a as a meadery this year. We're doing Absolutely. it as like not homebrewers. Awesome. Are there any other meads? You have official
2: license now. You can't. You can't be a home brewer I know. I can't. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah,
1: what, yeah. um, and I said, and part of that. Is that barrel aged beer that was in our barrel will be released there. Awesome. We'll be part of what we are do, doing that on and, that day. And, and you upped your
3: can, your canning process too, right?
1: We have. Well, we have a little. That's a little teeny tiny two head canner. It's cute. We haven't really used it yet. That but, was great out of the can. By the yeah. way. Yeah. I'm glad you like it, in the can. And you're, you're hand filling those still, right? I knew that yes. Well, that was, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a very labor intensive, very labor intensive right now. It's like rinse, purge,
2: fill, see. One day you're going to find out your true value and start slapping yourself in the face. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know how much more money I could have made? Because um, right now, our Bright Tank, the vessel we carbonated in, isn't big enough to have a mobile canner even show up. So everything is done one. Can yeah, they in, they, they
2: usually want to come in at about seven, ten barrels God. at the at the smallest amount. I'm gonna con malt con, man. Yeah, I'm gonna con the malt man in like. Yeah, malt man canning was one of our uh, sponsors so far, and he. Uh, he, if you're not familiar with mobile canning, it, it's very expensive to get a canning to get a line canning to, to, and own your, it yourself. Right. So the way a lot of these breweries, they call a mobile canner, per it's se. It's
0: a fairly new phenomenon, the mobile canning?
2: Yeah. Uh, is, I mean, I would uh, say... A couple years. Couple couple I'm years, learning. but this guy just opened up shop on, on Long Island. So He's awesome. Where he does sm- he does smaller batches. He, he... He's got a tricky story. His truck is in one place, he lives in another place, and his equipment is at destination unknown. Yeah, so. Okay. So, and they're, they're actually starting a... Um, slowly starting a quality control portion of it yeah which is which is very unique to what he does is he he takes the science aspect of it the samples i'll let him yeah, talk
1: yeah um that. I, i'm at that station a lot so they're there like propping yeast or um doing like uh reading oxygen levels in cans and all that stuff so they're starting that and they're really good dudes uh, so they've been canning dubco for a while so I think I could probably get him to come to 100 gallons for me one day. We, I we, want to try to. Sh- we, try we just to
2: shot him out too, so he yeah. should just owe you something yeah. at this point. That's pretty come on. ingenious. Uh, come
1: are on people man. doing that in other parts
0: of the country? The mobile canning. Yeah,
2: Cause there's, cause a, there's, there's a major.
1: To... There's a major one called Ironheart that does it. Okay. and
2: has canning, it, canning it, it can lines all over the country. It could be, be $150,000 to buy a canning line. Yeah, so, I remember what, talking about that. And that's not even. And honestly, that's
1: not even that much in the scheme of things. And you got. I think Iron does. When you start adding on other parts, like if you're familiar, like Bridge Lane and those those guys out there, can can wine now, can still wine. Mm. They're like nitro dosing uh, options for your cans. That it's like another couple thousand dollars to add to be able to, to can still product.
0: I still prefer my can in a box with a. A little thing to open. A can in a box? That's weird. I mean my can like why are you putting a can in a box? How, how are you gonna drink that way? It's weird, bizarre.
1: <laughs> I sort of look at me like no I feel, one's I feel, heard I wine like, in a box I, before. I, box I, I wine. I feel I feel like that was on like Saturday Night Live or something like that with Justin Timberlake. My can in a box. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I remember that's good. Uh all right, move on to someone else. <laughs> Ask your question, Nick. You know, where can people in general
3: learn more? Of? We'll start with you, Andrew. Where can people find you and you know, learn more about your mission and what you guys do?
2: We have a website, localtolocals.com, uh, or we could be found on either Facebook or Instagram. Uh, you can email me with any questions you have. Contact at localtolocals.com, and uh, I'd be happy to tell you anything you want to know.
1: Or you can just walk into Hicksville Beverage and buy all the beer, because if you haven't been to Hicksville Beverage and you like beer, you're missing out. That place has got it. Ton of stuff, uh, ton of good stuff. So you should go there and harass Andrew and buy all his beer too. Wm um, be meters we're in we're in Lindenhurst. So if you can find us there. We're open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three to three to eight, three to nine, twelve to eight, twelve to six. Take the train, right? Take the train. We're a quarter mile from the train station. If you come from Patchogue, Patchogue Bayshore, Bayshore you're on the Babylon line. Yep. Super easy. Um, and our closing times are very loose closing times. Like we. We never close when we're supposed to close. So we're usually there pretty late. Nice. Yeah, I was talking to RJ from the chamber and uh <laughs> he was like,
3: uh, you know, this is the first time in my life I was able to bar hop in Lindenhurst. You know, you went to your place, he yep. you went to Restoration Kitchen, you went to the tavern. Yep. And, uh so that that's that's awesome. All the things are it's
2: definitely an up and coming uh, There's
1: town. so many cool things. There's so many cool things coming up in the Nurse like. Um one of the locals local, uh, Verde Kitchen, uh Kitchen of Cocktails. Uh, their, one of their partners, and their executive chef, Zach Roode, is opening a Japanese izakaya ramen spot right next door to us, which is going to be absolutely. Bakudo, yeah. Yeah, Bakudo, yeah called Bakudo. Necro- it's going to be insane. Yeah. Um, uh, up the block, there are three girls that I used to work with from The Good Life in Massapequa. Oh, you worked with them? Yeah, I worked, I I worked there for six 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 and a half years. They're like very good friends of mine. They're opening a small place, Latin, uh, small plate Latin inspired place right up the block from yeah, us I just read about that yeah dude you it's can read all
0: about this on greaterbabylon.com. greater GreaterBabylon.com. that's where i com. read it so
1: yeah yeah go check out their website <laughs> and their and their facebook and their instagram <laughs> all of the things um and then with restoration kitchen there are so many fun cool things coming to lindenhurst like it's an explosion there are people looking at at uh, some of the bigger buildings there are not the shout anyone out but there are a few guys that own successful businesses that have been poking around lindenhurst looking for a possible another spot like it's good root and branch is coming 1.7 miles away from us in Copeg. there's yeah lindenhurst two nurses is... two 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 years lindenhurst is going to be awesome did you expect that
3: well going into opening lindenhurst um we saw the potential people followed
2: in it. him that's <laughs> yeah. how it all worked i, no I i'm wrong. not saying people followed me uh <laughs> They knew he was a very business savvy guy. I saw him open in Lindenhurst and said we better Yo, jump we on the follow. bandwagon. Yo, we got to follow that guy. That guy's super cool. That guy's been in the restaurant yeah, business for years. He has got to know something. Yeah, he's
1: like he's like old. He just doesn't he might not look that old, but he is. Um, we opened and, we, and we actually... The space we have... It wasn't even the space we originally looked at. The space we originally looked at was actually the space that Bakudo is going into. And that... that the the Italian, Italian pizza place. Yeah. That place just wasn't for us. The Italian pizza place. I was going to say Italian restaurant, but I think it was just more of a pizza place. Yeah, it was a pizza place from what I understand. Oh, yeah. um, and we st- we stumbled upon... We sp- stumbled upon our spot. But one of our... The guy who showed us the showed us space is on a bunch of the village boards. So, like, he kind of told us on what was going on. Um, from that point we inquired a bit through the village, met some of the trustees and saw what they were doing and see what they're trying to do. And the, um, the grants they received and the things like, so we like, it's one of those things where, like, we should get in here now because this place is going to get awesome. And it's going to get expensive.
3: Yeah, especially with the Tri-Tech and all yep. those amazing apartments Tri- that are yep. coming. Uh, just look what he did for Patchogue with New Village right here. I mean,
1: those Pat Jog, the same they did the same thing in Farmingdale. Exactly. Same company.
0: Nick, is that where you're looking to live in Lindenhurst? Uh, I feel like that's where you're going to end up. Yeah. And I keep you got t- engaged in Amityville. Yes, this is true. You're getting drone west. Yeah. I was going no, to say, I, we, we
1: could have been roommates. Yeah.
0: We uh, yeah, could have been roomies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, I love
3: it in Lindenhurst. I love what's going on there, and especially just poking my head in there, just writing about all you guys mm-hmm. and all the great stories going on, and uh, everyone who says it, like I always ask people, like, what's your favorite part about Linden Nurse? They all say it's the people. And it's true. I've, I've started to, to see that all, all the different business owners, just people in the streets. They're all, they're all great people. Yeah, a lot of our regulars.
2: Definitely that next up and coming town. For
1: sure. Like, and a lot of our regulars that come in, like our village locals, and they're like, well, we don't necessarily want to go to Babylon and spend their money, but we have no. to because there's nothing here.
2: Right.
1: So with the growing restaurants and us and uh, 27A Brewing, which we oh, did a yeah. uh, hoppy mead with, uh, when he opens, like, it's going to give the people of Lindenhurst a place to bounce around and spend their money, keep their keep their money in their village.
0: Yeah, and you guys, you guys in 27A are going to be right off and on. Literally, main, he's you know, he's, the main he's, street, six, he's like 60 so. yards out my back door. Yeah, a lot of breweries and are in industrial areas yep. or in strip No, it's going to be awesome. You guys are all right downtown. It's going to be, it's awesome. be cool. It's a cool thing right now. It's, so when is going to be the Alive in Lindenhurst? We'll that see. Street <laughs> yeah. Still,
1: yeah, yeah, we'll see. I I mean I hope we get to that point where we could pull something like that off. Just talk to these guys at the
0: Patrick Chamber. They they're there to help people with stuff mm. like that. They helped Riverhead, they helped Bayshore. Shore. And it's kind of like a co branding mm. thing with the alive stuff so the people know what they're getting into before mm. they go.
1: Just a matter of whether the village government is on board or not, mm. yeah. I think they would be if uh, alive at Lindy
3: or something. Yeah. If the if yeah.
1: if the right businesses were there and the and there were enough businesses, I yeah. think it's easily it's an easily obtainable goal yeah. awesome Andrew Joe thank
3: you so much for joining us on the four nine five podcast another successful episode is completed for everyone who wants to check out more episodes we're on iTunes we're on Spotify you can check us out on our website there's cops pulling us over next door <laughs> <laughs> but uh, guys thank you again for joining us this is great thanks for
2: having us
1: thanks for having us guys this is the strongest I've ever felt before in my current state and in these days of war we must grow together or the end is near thicken up your skin and loosen up your fears I've been waiting waiting through my limitations choosing to move